talking about the events that unfolded in Atlanta, Georgia. So I was kind of going back and forth about what to post this week. I have a couple of pre-recorded episodes for when I don't have the energy to record something new, and that's how I felt the last couple of days, just very low on energy and very drained from the events that have recently happened. However, I decided that I should add in my two cents about these recent events that impact women and also specifically Asian American women. So that's what I'm going to do in this episode. So like I mentioned at the time of recording this, I just feel very tired and somewhat numb from the news. Perhaps just it's my body's way of trying to process the shock and also grief that I feel for the victims. For people who are not aware of what has happened, a few days ago, a white gunman killed eight people at three massage parlors in the Atlanta, Georgia area. The victims were predominantly Asian. I believe it's six out of the eight women that were killed were Asian. And many people in the Asian American community are rightfully angered by this hate-induced crime. I'm not really someone who is knowledgeable enough to unpack this crime in a very detailed or insightful way, so if you're looking for resources that can help kind of go into detail about what's happened and why it's so wrong on so many levels, I would recommend going on to Instagram. You can find a lot of accounts such as AAPI Women Lead, you can go on to Shark, or you can go on to similar sites and get a lot of details through there. However, I do want to add a few comments from my own perspective, and like I mentioned, there are a lot of levels to unpack, but here's a few to get us started. We can start with the gunman, the killer. So his name and his photo gets shared through the media so much, I've seen him on several posts. However, this is something that should not be happening because it only glorifies the gunman more, and it gives the opportunity of motivating other deranged people to do something similarly violent in order to get their moments of infamy and get their mugshots passed around too. It's hard because people and the media hardly mentioned anywhere that I've seen what the actual victims' names are. I've seen them on one or two Instagram posts where it's coming from an Asian uh, media perspective where they're trying to honor the victims, but in the general media, I don't see the names of the victims being displayed very much, and I know that there have been concerns about them even pronouncing the victims' names correctly. There is concerns that they're not going to care and they're just going to gloss over their names. So it's hard trying to honor the actual victims when the focus itself is just on the perpetrator, this white guy. So the second issue is with the portrayal of the gunman, the killer, along with the language and communication from the county sheriff in regards to his case. So in a recent recorded press conference, the county sheriff had stated that the gunman, quote, apparently had an issue, um, what he considers a sex addiction, and it's these massage parlors are a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate and that the killer had a really, quote, a really bad day, end quote, this is what he did. I mean, what kind of statement is this? It's just such a white thing to say to try to cover up the act of a heinous crime. Because we all have bad days on different varying degrees. All of us have bad days. 
And if you're trying to compare, which you shouldn't, I mean, people get cancer diagnoses, they have their pets die, they lose their homes, etc. There's so many extreme bad days, but you don't see those people going out and doing something extreme such as this. There's never a day that's bad enough to justify killing someone else. I had skimmed through one or two comments on the articles or the posts that I've seen about the sheriff, and I've seen some saying that the sheriff was just relaying the statement that the gunman said and that there might be a misinterpretation of what he's saying. And so for a split second, I thought to myself, maybe he just didn't communicate it properly. However, I then saw other posts with screenshots of the sheriff's Facebook history in which he promoted t-shirts about COVID-19 that said it was a China virus, so just racist things on the t-shirt. And it's just kind of another punch to the gut because everyone seems to be against us. It's the gunman himself, it's this county sheriff who has racist beliefs himself who is trying to defend the gunman. It's like nobody wants to admit to the faulty behavior of all these white people. The other issue is about the aftermath of this event and that so many people are not acknowledging it for what it is, which is a racially motivated hate crime. There are many well-recognized people, including even just the president and the vice president, who have issued statements saying that they are keeping the Asian American community in their thoughts and prayers, but that they don't yet know the motive of the attacks or that the motive is unknown. And I believe it doesn't take a genius to see that the shootings are a hate crime. Why can't other people acknowledge it as such? It's so clear to those in the Asian community along with those in the BIPOC community as well, Black, Indigenous, people of color. When there is a consensus among other people that someone has acted in a racist manner, you can't just censor them out and take the word of this person who committed the crime who says that it, he's not racist, it wasn't a racist act. That's not how it works. Racism or racist acts are decided about other people. You can't just let that person say that they're not racist. The other thing to note about this crime is that it was not only racially motivated, but also targeted towards Asian women. There's a long history of fetishizing Asian women in America, which I won't go into detail about, but I will confidently say that it's something that almost all Asian American women have dealt with before to some extent, and that includes myself. Overall, it's just mentally and emotionally exhausting dealing with all of this news. Part of me allows myself to disconnect from social media and I don't check my phone. I, you know, just process my own thoughts separately. But a part of me also feels very responsible to keep myself informed and not ignore what's going on in the Asian American community because I feel like I am responsible for knowing what's going on. But it's a lot. It feels like something happens every single day. You see news of elders being pushed or attacked. You see news in Oregon of Asian businesses getting their windows smashed in with rocks. All of these hate crimes and xenophobic behaviors being exacerbated by COVID-19 and people feeling that they have the right to treat us this way. It's just a very overwhelming sensation. And why does it feel that way? It's because I and many others can see ourselves in those situations. We can envision ourselves or our loved ones getting hurt and it just hits too close to home. I think it's hard because we know that there's not going to be an overnight solution 
things aren't going to get better immediately and we'll just need to stay vigilant and watch out for each other. The xenophobic and racist sentiments towards Asian Americans is nothing new and it's increased exponentially within the past year. However, the Asian American community is strong and resilient and we can shine in the face of adversity because of our parents and elders who have showed us how. And even though these events are disturbing and horrific, we can move forward with greater determination to let our voices be heard and for people to know that we will not stand to be treated this way. Thank you for listening to Midnight Vowels. I hope you all are staying safe and I will talk to you next time. Bye!